you ever just like stretch so good it just like takes you to a different dimension just really like wakes you up Friday morning people unplanned opinions episode number six can you believe we made it this far because I can't um I was just doing some math like looking at the numbers of the podcast I've talked to myself for a cumulative of almost four hours by myself that's some like that's some weird loner shit right there but we're gonna try to make it closer to five today maybe um so we're back it's friday morning hope everybody's had a great week um moving into the weekend man it's the final day today's like my sunday because i have to work this weekend it's fucking lame but gotta do what you gotta do i guess um so i wanted to hop on here and get one of these things recorded get one posted hopefully it's not a hot fucking disaster like the last episode i apologize for that but you know they can't all be great um but yeah hope everybody's doing well out there hope everybody had fantastic week friday the 13th i needed to get this one recorded before the world fucking ends later on today because we can only guess what will happen on friday the 13th with it being 2021 i don't think that it's been much better than the year 2020 so yeah i just wanted to get this one in maybe the last thing you guys hear will be my voice that would be super unfortunate but yeah dude covid it's making a hell of a comeback uh so we got that going for us friday the 13th going for us so just everybody be fucking careful today huh just walk around with a little more caution in the in the mind um yeah dude apparently this this delta version is coming back it's treating everybody really well i don't know does the vaccine work does it not work I think all the vaccines done for me has just made me fucking fat, you know? I'm just kidding. It's just funny to see everybody. They blame everything that's wrong with them on the vaccine. Um, Yeah, maybe there are some side effects. I don't know, but you guys be the judge if you want to do it or not. I'm just really fucking sick and tired of COVID. To be honest with you, I'm tired of it ruining everything. It's always going to be in the back of everybody's minds. It's just super annoying. It's just baggage that people are carrying around with them that they don't need to be carrying around. We got enough worries as humans, you know. Um, what else are we gonna talk about today? Oh man, I had. Um, I guess we're going with food again. I had some chicken wings last week. hadn't had them for a while. Had a little craving, little itch that needed scratched. So I got some. Um, delicious as always big fan um, but I, I, I started to, to wonder something and I started to like really shed some light on a topic that I really didn't understand so much um, you know we, we all know that addiction is a disease it's not just something that you can like turn off turn on you know it's not like a like like drug ad- drug addicts can just 
do drugs one day and just the next morning be like, yeah, you know, I think I'm done today. It's not as simple as that. Um, I, I think that for whatever reason, I think eating chicken wings has shed some light on this for me. Because while as you know, while you're while you're doing the act of the chicken wing ingesting, it's the greatest feeling on earth. You have all these endorphins rushing. Everything tastes so good. It's like, oh my god, this is the best moment of my life. Please never let it end. And you get like twenty wings deep. You're done, and then you just have this sea of bones in front of you and then you look in the mirror and you're like what have I done who is this person I don't want to be you any longer and then what's what's ahead for the next couple of days is just sheer pain and agony and then you're just you're, you're sitting on the porcelain questioning all of your life's choices why, ha- why have I put myself in this situation I can I can't continue this any longer. Please Lord, take me away. But you you put yourself through all this pain and agony, you cause yourself all of this discomfort only to do it again. Because once that goes away, you forget about all the pain and agony. You're like, "Oh my god, I remember that moment when I'm sitting over top of these 15 to 20 lovely little wings." And you're like, "Oh, I need to do that again." So is that what drug addicts feel like? Because now I'm fully on board and on complete understanding as to why they continue to do drugs. They don't think about like, you know, the the withdrawals in between in between hits. They think about the times when it feels good that they're that they're doing the drugs. So I'm feeling I think about the times when I'm eating chicken wings that it feels good, not when I'm fucking having my skeleton and soul leave my body while I'm sitting on the toilet and I th- I think now you know I'm I'm a, I'm on a better page of understanding as to why drug addicts can't quit drugs man cuz I really don't see myself quitting chicken wings anytime in the in the near future to be honest with you even though it's it never ends well, but you know we we as humans just don't really give a fuck about our well-being sometimes, and we just continue on with things that that aren't good for us, aren't good for the health. But yeah, whatever. I don't regret it. Don't regret it once. But think about that next time you're eating some chicken wings, maybe, or you know, just whatever food that you like you eat, and then it like hurts you afterwards, but then you continue to do it over and over again. Maybe put yourself in, in, in the shoes of a drug addict and be like, oh, okay, yeah. Maybe now I can relate a little bit. Because, you know, some people are like, oh, my God, why don't you just quit? Well, it's not that easy, asshole. Um, yeah, so I think that's... Who knew that chicken wings could teach a life lesson? It's the, you know, it's the type of shit. That's how my brain operates. It's really interesting how that happens. Um... I don't know. I just I wanted to throw that out there for everybody just to get them to 
get them to look at things in a little bit, little bit of different light next time you're eating your your favorite foods. Uh, what's what's what else is important in my life? Oh yeah, fantasy football. That bullshit's starting up soon. I've been in this league since like it's been like nine years or something like that. Maybe ten now. I've been in the same league for like nine or ten years, and uh, quite frankly, it's a fucking fifty dollar donation every year. I think I've won one year, so we're talking. The leagues, I think we dump $50 into it. Each person's $50 every year. So we'll say 10 years. I've spent uh, 500 bucks over the 10 years. And I've won once. I think first place gets like, I think it's like 350 or something. I think. I can't remember because it's been so long since I fucking won. But, uh. Yeah, so I'm still in the red, uh, 150 bucks, if my math's right. So yeah, I'm just uh, throwing $50 to charity uh, for fantasy football to be pissed off for 16 weeks. Because um, 16 weeks, that's you know 16 games in an NFL season. But uh, yeah, man, I, I don't know. I get so amped up for it, and that's like one of the only reasons I watch the NFL is just for my fantasy team, but... Never fails, man. It just really fucking pisses me off to no end. But I continue to do it. It's whatever. Um, it might help if I would actually pay attention to the NFL a little bit more and actually know like what's going on as far as who's been drafted. I, don't, I couldn't even tell you who the first pick of the NFL draft was this year. I have no idea. No clue. But I'll still go in naive thinking that I have an idea and I'm able to draft a team that'll win and that just... Never ends well. Whatever. Um, so we have that co- going on in the next couple of weeks. Preseason football started. I haven't watched a single game. I don't know what's going on. Um, so we'll see how it goes. It's whatever. Um, 30... Let's see, 37 days till marriage, officially, 37 days, I think, let me double check, yes, 37 days, can you fucking believe that, 37 days till the big day, walking down the aisle, um, I'm pumped, dude. I can't wait. I'm really excited. Closer and closer it gets, I'm excited to do it. Get it get it on. Get that marriage. That marriage life rolling. Um I got a a bomb a bomb ass woman in my life for sure. Um I'm super excited. I hope she's as excited as I am. I think she is. She's stressed, but I get that for sure. I understand that. So any of you guys out there that are like engaged or thinking about proposing to your significant other, um, just like try to be understanding, you know? That's my tip. Try to be understanding to your 
to your wife, um, your significant other. Just try to be understanding when you're going through the process that it's a big day for them, especially. You know, it's like things that they've thought about ever since they were a little girl. Um, yeah, you know, just try to be on the same page as much as you can. Understand that they'll be stressed. They're trying to coordinate a bunch of stuff. You can help as much as possible, but I mean, I think it's still inevitable that they'll be stressed, which is fine. No big deal. Um, but yeah, dude, just try to be understanding, you know? It's a big day. Big day coming up. I'm excited for it. 37 days. Um, and then we have... We have plans to go on a honeymoon. Tentative on what Delta decides, meaning COVID. Uh, I hope within 37 days that much doesn't change to where we won't be able to do that. But I guess we'll play the cards we're dealt, man. Um, either way, it'll be awesome. We'll be excited to to get married and to to have that day finally here because we've been engaged for over a year so it's like it's gone by really quick when we first got engaged we're like oh wow we have this so much time and it's just like jesus christ it's basically here and there's still a lot to do i feel like um just a lot of like miscellaneous smaller details to get done that could easily get overlooked but thankfully, I'm marrying a woman that is, like, super organized and well thought out, and she's got a plan. So we're going to ex execute that son of a bitch and get it done, man. Um, but, yeah, I'm excited. I think it's like uh, marriage is obviously a huge step in a relationship. It's a huge decision for anyone. You definitely can't undermine it the importance of it i think some people do maybe and that's probably why their marriage doesn't pan out it's just like they think of it as just like another day you know or whatever and like things won't change after this part man we're still gonna be the same man um i mean although that like partially might be true but you know takes the relationship to a next level for sure and I think you have to treat it as such um, and it's a huge commitment I think a lot of people struggle with that for sure you know knowing that I mean if if your mind works this way which mine you know mine is on this page it's you know hey I've I've asked this woman to spend the rest of my life with me, and she said yes. So, are you able to come to terms with that and spend the rest of your life with this person? Like, it's kind of simply put, but there's a lot more to it, I think. It's, it's much more complex, you know, it's... I think it's like... A lot of it, it begs the question. Oh, okay, am I am I am I ready to not be as selfish 
leading my life from this point forward. And I think that's like a big struggle for for a lot of guys. Um, especially at a young age, you know, like we got engaged when we were 26. Like that's young for sure. Um, and I think it's, it's hard for, for some guys to come to terms like, oh, okay, like, is this, is this right for me? Am I, am I ready for this, for this long-term commitment? I think people have a really hard time with getting in that long-term mindset with when it comes to marriage. Um, as I'm talking about, like, I have all this life knowledge at the age of 27. Sorry, my dog's dreaming if you hear that squeaking in the background. Sorry, Yuffie. She's tired. It's early morning right now. Even though we're off today, we got up really early because I can't sleep in anymore, I guess. Um, but, yeah, it, it's it's a lot for people to come to terms with. Um, and I, I think it's like... You know, how do you, the big question is like, how do you know that you're that you're with the person that you want to spend the rest of your life with? That's like big. That's big fish, man. That's that's a fucking tough question. Really tough question. Um, for people to answer, and for me, from my experience, other than like, you know, I, I couldn't ask for a better partner in life. She's absolutely bomb. She's super, super caring, giving person. She's very considerate. She's just, she's like the sweetest person ever. Um, when she listens to this, it's going to be awesome. Because I'm probably going to get like dinner made for me and everything. It's going to be great. Um, that's why I make, that's why I'm saying all this nice stuff, of course. No. Um, I, I think for me, the, the ultimate, I mean, well, shit, we dated for, we dated for seven years. Yeah. Seven years before we got engaged. I think. No. Yes. Seven. Um, we had been dating for seven before we got engaged, which is a long time, I think. And people were like, wow. And I'm sure she might have been like tapping her foot like, okay, what the hell is going on? Yeah, it's been seven years. But me, I just, I don't know. I take a lot to process things. It's a big decision. The odds are definitely not in your favor when it comes to marriage. That's a lot to swallow for sure. Um, not that I was like questioning our ability to be married but like you know I'm trying to beat the odds for sure you know I'm not trying to be that statistic um as I'm sure you know she's on the same page as as that as well you know it's definitely a a big decision in life um but I think over the seven years of us dating I turned from a you know a, a a 19-year-old kid, 18, 19-year-old kid to a 26-year-old man. Uh, and I think as you as you age through life, um, Mr. Wisdom here, 
talking about these things, you start to become less and less selfish. You know, I think as a, as a as a young kid, 18, 19, 20, whatever, you're selfish, right? You have you have aspirations and things you're thinking about that really only involve you um, for the most part. You know, it's like, okay, what can I do to make my life better and me better and blah, blah, blah. And, you know, sure, you're like, you're, you're with another person and you're sharing these things, but like at the same time, it's like you are sharing them, but like a lot of the, the mindset is, you know, you're, you're kind of geared towards your life and what you're doing and what you need to do and, you know, what you want to do. Um, and you're just kind of like having this other person there to share all those things with you and, you know, you're, you're sharing what their things are and, you know, what they have in their life and, you know, it's just kind of like you're, you're like coexisting in a sense together. Um, which is fine, you know, it's, it was great, you know, at, at that point in our life, you know, we had a lot of fun and everything together. And then as you move forward, things start to get more serious. Um, and I think as you start to age, you start to become more more considerate. You start to think of, of other people more and start to put them before you, in a sense. And you just start to, basically, you start to become a better fucking human really you know you start to morph into something that actually is like should be in society um so as we move through our relationship i started to come out of that that mindset more and more you know and as i started to look into my future uh, you, I at least I did. I started to think of okay, in term not in terms of I anymore or me. You know, I started to to think more in we, us, things of that nature when it involves my future. So I started to realize myself like, oh, okay, well, I'm I'm involving Megan in in my future kind of like just unconscious not unconsciously but like subconsciously I guess I should say um with without any thought it was just like natural a we us you know doing these things together we need we should do this and like I'm like oh okay well that makes sense um and you know you start to like I start to think like, okay, well, if I if I do this, like, is it gonna benefit her and us, like, as a unit? And is it gonna is it gonna make more sense um, for me to make these decisions? Is it gonna benefit us? Like, is this just not only a good decision for me, but is it a good decision for her? Um, and like, I started to think more and more in that light, and I'm like, oh shit, okay, well, looks like this chick's staying around. And, uh, you know, ba- ba- you know, just from her actions and everything that she's done for me and in, in, in our relationship, like, you know, you can tell that she was in that mindset as well, you know, and she's, you know, obviously the, by the things she tells me is, you know, I can pretty much grasp that I'm not that, I'm not that goddamn stupid. So you you come to terms and it's like a big you know and the reason i made i i don't know maybe 
I did take a little bit longer than most people, but it's not something that you just want to like jump into and hope for the best. At least for my for for my mindset, you know, I wanted to be somewhat responsible about it and act like a mature person rather than just saying, "Well, we've been dating for a couple years. I guess it's about time to take it to that point, honey, and make you my wife." Uh, trying not to be super old school about it I'm trying to put some fucking thought into it actually so I did I did that and although she may have been tapping her foot asking okay what's but she didn't do that she wasn't giving me a lot of pressure which I'm super thankful that she wasn't um we didn't have to like have any giant disputes about like well if you're not gonna ask me to marry you know she didn't give me any of that which is awesome um she definitely warrant or she definitely allowed me to take my time, which was great. And in the grand scheme of things, the the eight years that we did date, seven year seven, eight years that we did date before we got engaged are going to be small fish looking at the amount of time that we intend to spend together, right? You know, from the time that we get married until somebody's dropping me in the dirt. Um, you know, that that's the goal. That's the end goal. Um, I think that that's a lot to swallow for a lot of people. And I don't think that they think in it that light, in that light. So I'm just here throwing out that, throwing out that knowledge that I have, you know. Because I am, I am the all-knowing, I am the all-knowing one on this earth, and you all need to listen to me. So, I mean, I, I, I guess that's me trying to be mature, which, whew, what a challenge. Uh, but I'm pumped, dude, I'm, I'm pumped to, to prove the, uh, to prove the statistics wrong and spend the rest of my life with somebody that's absolutely bomb and I couldn't ask for a better person and uh I think she's probably going to cry when she hears this of course you know that's that's what I do to people um so yeah I don't I don't really know how I got on that topic but I figured that would be something a little more against the grain than what I usually talk about because we went from talking about shitting after chicken wings to how to know when you're married or when you're ready to get married I should say for this podcast um <laughs> yeah that's interesting but that's what you get when you don't have like notes or a plan or anything. You just kind of free free ball it, which I'm going to continue to do. That's for sure. Um, I I was talking to Megan about this the other day, and because there's a lot of like there's a lot of awkward pauses for me when I'm recording these stupid things, and I I 
put try to put myself in the shoes of the listener and it's like all right where the fuck what what's going on did this guy just have a stroke why isn't he talking is everything okay and i'm gathering my thoughts okay i'm not i'm not the smartest person on this earth so it takes it takes the the noggin a little bit to process what's going to come out of my mouth so I'm wondering I don't hold your breath. I'm wondering like what a would a video would a video based podcast as well, like supplemented with just the audio only help that? So I can like you can see that I that I'm thinking. You can see the the wheels turning. I've thought about it. I, I don't know. I just don't know, man. I'm, I'm fucking awkward as it is. But if you put a camera in front of me, it's just gonna take it. Yeah, it's just gonna take it to a level that I just don't know if people are ready for. Yeah, I don't. I don't know, and I don't. I just don't know if I. To be honest, I don't even listen to these things back. Like I literally talk and I post it, and that's it. So I just. I just don't know if I could tolerate like even seeing a thumbnail with with me in it. I don't know. I don't know, man. I don't know. If there's anybody that listens to this thing, maybe give me a feedback on that if that if that would make sense, if that would be something that people would be interested in. Just that way I could give like a little more context as to why there's like I don't know. Maybe add like a little bit more of a a value to it like a comedic value or something I don't know it's like when it's just pauses like maybe like okay what the fuck is going on you'll be able to actually see a visual and be like ah okay that makes sense I don't know that's things I think about my little my little brain is just it's all over the place man it's all over the place I just don't know what to do with it um What else can we talk about? Oh, um, let's throw a little little more sports in here. The uh, the Field of Dreams. I'm sure, I hope, that most of you have watched that movie. It's a fantastic flick. Um, if you're any what of a baseball fan, definitely something that you need to watch if you haven't watched it yet. Um, the MLB invested... I think like roughly $5 million into um, creating a uh, an MLB level baseball field on the property of the Field of Dreams uh, film location where it's like uh, like rural Iowa you have the house that's there on the farm or whatever and the guy you know obviously Hearing the voices and stuff saying if you build it, it will come. Or they will come, and uh, he builds the baseball field and all this fun stuff, and all these MLB legends come back to life. And okay, don't want to spoil it for you, but so you have the the film set, you have the house, you have the 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 baseball field there, and it's a it's a historic location that people can go to see and they can visit, and 
you know, learn about everything and blah, blah, blah. So the MLB thought it would be a cool idea, which it was a really cool idea, to build a separate field on the same property, kind of like right down, um, right down yonder from the film location, and they built this $5 million facility, and it was absolutely beautiful. And they, ho they hosted a game uh, last night uh, with the Chicago White Sox versus the New York Yankees. And they had it um, on that field, and it was absolutely awesome. Um, they had the, the players enter from the outfield uh, just like the movie Out of the Cornfield. Like, very cool. Like, very, very awesome. They definitely, I think they hit the nail on the head with that. Like, that's something I hope continues to happen. I hope that MLB continues to kind of innovate and think of different ways like oh maybe they can have uh and and do the same thing with like the i don't know if the location would would warrant this but like uh the sandlot the sandlot location like maybe they can do something with that like that would be really cool i think and it was just the field was beautiful for one and just like seeing the overhead shots and seeing the the farmland like out in out in the abyss of iowa on all of its flatness and miles and miles of corn like it was really cool um and I, I think it was something that the game needed very fresh uh, a breath of fresh air for sure and i i think like they mentioned this last night these guys play 162 games a year and very rare are they remembering regular season games you know like they'll probably remember moments or whatever but to remember you know whole games or whatever it's tough because it's a long ass season 162 games like a lot of it you know it's just a lot to process and i think that if you're giving things like this to the players those are types of of moments and games that they'll remember probably for the rest of their lives because it's just it's something special it's related to a movie that you know impacted a lot of baseball fans like it's just very I think it's very near and dear to like the baseball purists, which is awesome. Um, so the, yeah, the ML, congrats to the MLB, man. Um, for once, they're fucking doing something that's maybe moving the game forward. I hope. Uh, so we'll see. Good job, Rob Manfred. For once, I hope that he continues and the the higher ups in the MLB. Oh, excuse me. Shit. The higher-ups in the MLB continue to to do things like this that freshen up the game a little bit because we know that they need it for sure. So I'm assuming that the, I, I hope that this is going to be an annual thing. I, I hope because the facility that they built looks like it's there to stay. You're not just going to fucking tear this thing down uh after dumping five million dollars into it but i don't know maybe that will be the case i hope not um and i think they said that that was the first yeah i think that was the first mlb game ever held in the state of iowa which little fun fact that's pretty cool so yeah mlb crushed it good job good job uh what else, man? What else is going on? Uh, 
that's really it, dude. Friday the 13th, I'm just trying to get this shit in so I can say that I got six episodes, six episodes done at least of a podcast. Um, you know, and we'll call it, we'll call it that. I think I got, I think I'm two podcasts in a row where I'm somewhat on time. So I'm over here fucking crushing it, man. Moving on with life. Just well. Marching right through. Uh, I think that's it, dude. I think we're closing in on the uh, close to five hours of me talking to myself. Which is... Is that like... Is that like straight jacket level type shit? Like padded room type stuff? Or like what? what is the upper threshold of where you need to cross in order to be, you know, to be deemed uh, padded room, straight jacket type things. I don't know. We'll see. Well, I guess we'll try to push that limit. Um, this is funny, but my, I, I really don't know how to interview people or like do guests or anything like that. I've never done that before. Um, but my dad, he like really wants to be on the podcast. <laughs> I, I don't know I have no idea He's, he listened to like one maybe or two uh, and he like he, he really wants to be on here so old Bob Aran, he might be making a guest appearance uh, within the next uh, shit sorry um, I guess I yawn when I'm nervous uh, he wants to make a guest appearance, I get I don't know, on on this thing. He listened to it, and he's like, yeah, we could talk about this, this, and this, and just like, I don't know, maybe I could like, you know, give give you guys some, some first-hand insight to that, to all that old man shit that I talked about earlier. Um, give you a little glimpse in the, in the daddy's life. Uh, I love my dad, so I think I'm probably going to let him on and have him as a guest. So maybe that'll be within the next couple episodes or something. We'll talk about probably nothing, but I don't know. He's a fucking goofball, so he might be fun to have on here. So um, if anybody, yeah, so yeah, (laughs) I don't even know. How to even add context to it? I just you, you're gonna have to listen because it's kind of yeah he's he's a funny guy. Um, so I think my first my first guess is gonna be my 63 year old father, which I think is hilarious. <laughs> and I don't know about guests after that. I don't know. Just whoever wants interviewed, I guess. Just fucking comment or reach out to me. I don't have a, I don't have an agent that's reaching out to these people. So we'll talk about my dad working for Pepsi for like more than half of his life. We'll talk about all that shit and maybe we'll we'll talk about his dire love of Fox News. Uh, what else does he like to do? He likes to to yeah I don't know I'm not this is pointless at this point so yeah man I think uh next couple episodes we'll have old Bob Aran on the 
on the podcast. And yeah, we'll see how that goes. If it goes well, maybe I'll start trying to have more guests on. I don't know. Maybe we'll get Megan on here and see how that is. But yeah, dude, that's it. Episode six. Got it fucking done. Um, Follow us, Unplanned Opinions, Instagram, please. I don't post anything on there except whenever I post episodes, so there's been five posts, uh, soon to be six. And what else? Elmer.shop. Don't forget it. Buy clothes. So we can afford this wedding. I'm just kidding. Um, uh, Elmer.shop. Use code unplanned for 10% off at checkout. I mean, if it's going to take me to give you guys a higher percentage off for you guys to buy something, then I'll fucking do it. But Jesus, you know, rubbing pennies together over here. Uh, And follow Shop Elmer. I'm just going to continue to do this until people start listening. And that's about it. Okay. Love you. Bye.